morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Alachas, Yoradea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Giluach, Halacha Gimel. We're in the middle of paragraph Yud Beis. We're up to the subparagraph in, in the volume that I'm using, Vezeh Bechinas Matzah, Shehi Bechinas Chipozoin. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Chaya Rashia Rochel, Bas Chayaleya, and also on behalf uh, on our for 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 Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Yehudis Bas Chana, Chaya Brocha Bas Peril, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Gitganendel Bas Sipoira, Gabriela Sara Bas Talia Rivka, Moshe Rimelach Ben Esther Rezel. Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Tuvietzi Ben Chayaliza, Shlomanisim Ben Mazel, Yehuda Ben Saramaya, Chaim Ben Rachel, Shira Dvora Bas Miriam, Avigail Bracha Bas Shira Dvora, Elio Yeshua Ben Rochel, Besoch Sharchol Yisrael. Rav Nelson is also in the middle of explaining the holiday of Pesach, <coughs> speaking about Pesach, about Matzah versus Chometz, as it relates to chapter 30 in Likud Imran, and also <clears throat> as it relates to this concept of a person, when the Jews were in Egypt, we were in a very, very low place, the, 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 the lowest level spiritually that a person could have in the world at that time. And Moshe Rabbeinu took us out of there. And Rav Nosson is explaining the process. When a person sees that they're in a very, very low place, how do you get out of there safe? <clears throat> and this is <clears throat> the whole concept of matzah, which is something that's made quickly. Regular bread, that they use yeast, ferments. Matzah has to be made, has to be put into, has to be made with no yeast, and very quickly. You're not allowed to bake it, it's got to be made under 18 minutes, the, the, the baking process. <clears throat> and we know the Torah tells us that the reason why they ate matzahs at that time was because they had to leave Egypt quickly. They had to run out of there. <clears throat> when a person first gets turned on to, to Hashem, to spirituality, the person feels a tremendous fire, a tremendous inspiration. And a person will not be able to succeed in taking that inspiration and bringing it to a complete tshuva unless the person is able to put aside all of their intellect, all of their thinking, as the Pasuk says about the Jewish people, when they came to Har Sinai, it says, Am that they were a nation, they were not chacham. What does it mean they're not chacham? They weren't smart? It means they didn't try to be too smart with Hashem. The Gemara tells us that the other nations, when Hashem offered them the Torah, each one of them said, one second, I have to look this over. I have to think it over. I have to see if this is for me or not. The Jews said, where do I sign? First I'll sign, Nasev and Ishma. First I'm signing, then, then you'll tell me what it's about. You'll explain to me. 
that level of trust and confidence in Hashem and not trying to be smart with Hashem. When Hashem invites you, you don't start thinking and figuring out, maybe this is good for me, maybe it's not. As Rabbein has a chapter on Likut Imran about this, a small, very powerful chapter on Likut Imran, chapter 123. Because if at that time, when a person first gets turned on to spirituality, and they have to make a move, they have to make a jump, if the person then is going to start thinking and dwelling I don't know, maybe I'm not sure, that kind of thing. And whether the person will be thinking secular type of wisdoms, or other things like that. Person will start thinking, one minute, if I become religious, what about parnasa? What about money? I can't work Saturdays, can't work Jewish hala. How am I going to earn a living? Or how am I going to be successful? If a person makes that mistake and starts thinking about those things at the time, the person will not succeed in really getting turned on to Hashem. Because the fact that Hashem sent this person, this light, Hashem gave this person this inspiration. The person got a feeling, a desire for spirituality. Hashem did this so that the person should be able to see from the distance a very bright light. So that the person's soul should have a desire to run away from all the nonsense, all the foolishness of this world, and that the person should fortify themselves with faith. Faith and faith means, even though I don't understand, I don't know yet what this is all about, but I believe that I believe that Hashem created the world, and I believe that, that, that Hashem is real. As a result of this major, major light that the person sees from the distance. This is how a person first, this is what happens to people when Hashem extends a hand, when Hashem throws out a rope for a person to try to give that person an opportunity to get out of all the foolishness of this world and to, to put themselves in a, in a, in a higher plane. However, the essence of that light, the person cannot receive at that time. It takes time. It's a whole process. And therefore, at that time, when a person is first getting started, they have to strengthen themselves with faith. Even though they don't understand everything yet, even though they don't know, they have hundreds of questions, they have to be able to start out with a degree of emunah, and to hurry and run quickly to get away from the things that they have to get away from. People that are involved in drugs or other things like that, and the person's really steeped in it for a while. When that person once realizes 
Hashem extends a hand to that person. Hashem opens the person's eyes to see that there's something much better than that, much bigger than that. The person, in order to get away from there, he's got to run. Like, like those blinking signs in America, don't walk, don't walk, run, run. Because there's an emergency. There's a window. Hashem is giving you a window now. And if you grab the rope, he'll pull you out of there. Once you get out of there and you get onto dry land, now it's a, a process, a slow process, step by step, growing, learning more every day, and, and realizing, being able to understand what it's all about. But when a person's drowning, we don't say, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to think, I don't know, how, I don't know if this rope can hold me. I don't start asking questions, the guy's going to drown. If somebody throws you a rope, grab it, grab it, and try to get out of there as quickly as possible. And this explains the whole concept of matzah. What's unique about matzah is how quickly it's made. It's made very quickly. And that's the message on Pesach, because we learned earlier, Pesach is the first one of the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. And Pesach is, is, the, is the first time when Hashem pulled the curtain for the Jewish people to show us a very bright light. We're going to see, Rav Nosan Zal is going to say later, the Gemara says that a maidservant was able to see Hashem more clearly at, at the splitting of the Red Sea than the, the prophet Yechezkel. That's how huge a light Hashem revealed to them at that time. But again, Hashem showed it to them, not that they were able to understand it at that time, but they saw a very bright light, and it was a message, run, don't walk. Paragraph Yud Gimel. And now we'll also understand why the Gemara tells us that matzah is called poor man's bread. Meaning... No spices, no, it's flour and water. No additives at all. Not allowed to add anything else to it. And now Rav Nosan is going to ask a very important question. There seems to be something very, very hard to understand here. Because the Arizal explains in the Pri Yitzchayim, that matzah, represents the highest, highest levels of Seichel. The Arizal brings, we know, in Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, there are four different combinations, four different miluyim of Yud Kevavke. When you write out each letter as a word, the way you pronounce it, Yud being written Yud Vav Dalet. Hey, Hey can be spelled Hey Yud, it can be spelled Hey Hey, it can be spelled Hey Aleph. And the Sifrei Kabbal explain that there are four versions of this, four variations of this. They're called Av, Sog, Ma, Bon. The first one adds up to 72. Yud, Vav, when you write it this way, Yud, Vav, Dalid. Hey, Yud. Vav, Yud, Vav. Hey, Yud, it's 72. The second one is the same as the first, but instead of Vav, Yud, Vav, it's Vav, Aleph, Vav. So it's 63, it adds up to 63. The third one is Yud Vav Dalet, Hey Hey, Vav Vav, Hey Hey. And the fourth one is where the Hey's are spelled with Alephs. And the Zohar Kodesh explains why we have these different spellings, why, etc. Now these four correspond to the four letters of Yud Kei Vav Kei. 
Yud, which is Chachma, usually, Hey, which is Bina, Vav is the six Midas of Chesed through Yesoid, and the last Hey is the Malchus. So the first two letters, the first two letters, Yud and Hey, are Chachma and Bina. That's the super high level Sechel. Of and Sog correspond to Yud and Hey. And of and sag, 72 and 63 is bigimatria matzah. So the Zohar Kajdarizal say matzah represents a very, very high level of seichel, of das. We know that bread in general represents chachma, seichel. The Gemara says that there are 83 sicknesses. The word machala, machala means sickness, disease. And the Gemara says halechem. Bread is the antidote to all 83 sicknesses. A person has bread in the morning, pas shachris. And we know that bread is made from grain, and we know that the five grains correspond to sechel, das, the hay hayedia. Bread can be made from wheat, barley, rye, oats, and spelt, the five basic grains. And we know the Gemara says, when do we consider a child intelligent? when the child is old enough to eat grain, to eat dogon, that shows. So grain, and especially bread, represent brain food. It's, it's brain food. It's brought that the word lechem is bigimatria three times yudke vavke, corresponding to the three parts of the brain, chachma, bino, and das. So bread is brain food. Matzah is a super bread, super bread, very high level. It represents these moichen gedoyle mo'oid mo'oid, as the Arizal says. So then one second, if it represents such a high level of seichel, umadua nikra lechem oini, why is it called poor man's bread? We know that the term poor in Torah refers to poor in seichel, shehu bechinas hedar hadas, Poor means lack of, in, lack of intelligence. Ki ein oni adas. The Gemara says in the Dorim that in Torah, according to the Torah, we call a person poor when they're lacking in brains. That's called poor. So, so this seems to be a contradiction. You're telling me matzah is the highest level seichel, and the Gemara is telling me that it's called lechem oini. It's poor, poor man's bread, which means lack of seichel. Which is it? Ach Tarvayu isnubahu. However, the truth is, matzah has both properties, vedo vedo achas, and these two are really one. Watch how Rav Zal explains this now. Ki machmas oitzem gedulas ho'oyer hamalubash b'matzah shol pesach, because of the very high level light that's cloaked in in the matzah that we eat on pesach, shehi bechinas lechem in hashamayim. It's called heavenly bread. As the Gemara says, Ki The matzahs that the Jews took out of Egypt, they were tasted like mon. What is mon? Mon is heavenly food. Mon is food that dropped down. The bracha, we make a bracha today on bread, Hamotzi lechem min haaretz. The bracha that they made on mon was Hamotzi lechem min hashamayim. It's, heavy, it's divine food. And we're told that the matzah that they took out of Egypt tasted like mon. It was also this very, it was heavenly, this divine. Shehu lechem and hashamayim. Bechinas isarusa de 
which means this corresponds to that heavenly light, that light that comes down from above. And because of this incredible high-level light that comes down on that first night of Pesach, which we said is like matzah, matzah represents this high-level light, therefore, we cannot understand that at all. We cannot reach that at all. We can't grasp it at all. So then one second, then why is Hashem sending it down? Why is Hashem showing us this light if we can't grasp it? Hashem sends down that blast of very high level light to, to strengthen our faith to open our eyes to realize that there's something bigger than this materialistic world. There's something more to life than eating and drinking and, and, and working. As a result of us seeing from the distance, seeing this incredible bright light from above, even though we can't grasp it, we can't understand it at that point, on Pesach, because we didn't get the Torah yet. We didn't get the Torah until Shavuos. So on Pesach, we can't grasp or understand that light. We can see it from the distance. This turns on the emuna channel inside of us. This strengthens our ability to believe. I believe that there's something bigger. I don't understand it. I don't know it yet. But I, I, I feel, I believe there's something more. And that's why the matzah is called poor man's bread. And poor means lack of das. Because it's specifically now, on that first night of Pesach especially, because this incredible bright light is being shined, you have to put your in, in, intellect aside, put your questions aside. It's not a time for asking questions, for trying. And to realize that we don't know anything. This is what Rabbi Nezal refers to in chapter 30 in the Kutimran when he tells us that there's something called Chachma Ilah very, very high-level wisdom and knowledge, which we cannot grasp. Like you can't look at the sun, you can't stare at the sun. You need it, it needs to be shrunken and shrunken, brought down to a level that we can relate to it, which is called Chachma Tato, this lower-level Chachma. Shenikres Dalet, which is called the letter Dalet. Dalet means Dalos, poor. So here again, we're talking about Chachma. We're talking about Chachma and we're calling it Dalit. Make up your mind. Which is it? Is it Chachma is usually light? The answer is that it's a Chachma which we realize we cannot understand right now. And it's been shrunken. It's been brought down thousands of levels to a place where we can relate to it. V'zehu lechem oini. And this is why the Torah refers to Matzah as poor man's bread. Number one, it reminds us of the suffering. Oini means suffering. 
all the suffering that the Jews went through in Egypt, those 210 years we were there, and the Gemara says, also means speak, that we speak about the matzah a lot. At the Seder night, we have that whole speech, the whole major, major production, where we're talking, telling over the miracles, telling over what we went through in Egypt, and how we got out of Egypt and everything. So the Gemara says, it's lechem she'oinem olav dvorom harbe. It's a type of bread which we speak elaborately about it. Ki iker hisgalus hadas shel pesach. Because the main revelation of that high level of das and, and seichel of pesach, shehu bechinas hascholas hatshuva, which is the beginning of the tshuva process for the Jews. Remember when we, we were in Egypt, we were in the mud, we were in filth. And now we just got out of Egypt. We're starting the tshuva process. Hurak The only reason why Hashem is showing us this light, this bright light, is for this. So that we'll be able to remind ourselves of the darkness that we were just in, in Egypt, when we were involved purely in materialism, in Gashmias, there was no spirituality at all in Egypt. When Moshe Rabbeinu needed to pray for Paroi, he said, when I leave this place, I'll pray. Because Egypt was not a place for prayer at that time at all. It was steeped in every kind of tumor. So it's for us to remind ourselves where we were, how, how much in darkness we were. Shehu hasitra And as a result of realizing how far down we were, we'll speak to Hashem a lot. We'll scream, we'll cry out to Hashem with a major scream. Ad until Hashem will have pity on us, and bring us close to Him, help us be able to serve Hashem properly. It's incredible. Right before the shear, right before today's shear, I had a phone call from the United States. And it was a phone call from a young man who went through a very, very, very difficult teenage period, from 13 to maybe 23. Went, went into Mitzrayim Plus, like, like New York and Las Vegas. They, they make Mitzrayim look like Mea Sharim, like a very religious, religious town. So he went through that plus, plus, plus. And now, Baruch Hashem, he's, he's trying to get out of there. He's climbing out of there. And he told me that he sat at the candles last night when he, when he, when he, when he lit the candles. He sat at the candles and was crying his eyes out to Hashem, crying his eyes out, because he heard, he heard this before, that when you light the Hanukkah candles, especially that first half hour, is an incredible holy time. It's a special opportunity to be able to pray to Hashem and to be able to connect with Hashem. But he heard the Chassam Soifer, one of the great tzaddikim, the Chassam Soifer writes, that if a person prays at that time, the prayer has to be answered like. So he said, hearing this stuff, I knew, I, I, he turned it on. And I heard this, I was jealous of him. This is this concept, it's called a tchilas hachasidus. When a person is first getting turned on, in a sense, to Hashem, Hashem opens the curtain and the person sees a very, very huge light. They don't see it with their eyes, their neshama sees it. 
and it turns on the soul, it turns on a level of faith in Hashem that here again, you could have Rosh Yeshiv, big rabbis, that can't cry to Hashem in prayer. And here, this person who seemingly was so far away, the, 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 to cry in tefillah is one of the highest possible connections to Hashem. Again, Hashem opens, person sees that light, and at that time, a person has to be careful to test to know, why, why am I being shown this? I'm being shown this, Hashem is throwing me a rope to grab onto, to get pulled out quickly and out of the, the, this, the, the water with all the sharks in it that want to destroy me, that want to kill me, you know, eat me to pieces, that, that kind of thing. Any questions? Question in the chat, is this similar to the concept of what the Gemara says, that when a baby is in the mother's womb, it has an angel teaching it Torah that whole time, and then right when the baby comes out, the angel flicks it on it and forgets everything. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's another example of being shown this very bright light, this very bright light, but then we're going to see, after the first night of Pesach, the Arisal explains that light leaves. And then we start counting the Omer. Then Hashem says, okay, now back down. Back down and now start climbing the ladder one step at a time. Climbing that ladder, those 49 steps, to get to Shavuos when we receive the Torah. Paragraph Yudalid, V'zeh ha'chiluk she'bein chometz l'matzah. And this is the difference between chametz and matzah. She'ikar ha'hevdel hu hecholol v'hapesach she'bein ches l'heikanal. As we mentioned in a previous year, the word matzah has a mem and a tzadik. The word chametz has a mem and a tzadik. The difference is chametz is with a chet and matzah is with a hay. How different does a hay look from a ches? A tiny, tiny, tiny drop of ink. That tiny drop of ink that connects the leg of the hay to the roof of, of, of the hay, that makes it, that changes it from hay to ches. Ki ikar ha-chiluk v'ahevdel sheben kedush l'ben ha-sitrachra hu-ra because the difference between holiness and unholiness, between the side of holiness and the other side, is like a hair, a hair, that, that little, that small. Bebchinas, as Dovod HaMelech said, kepesha beiniu bein hamoves. There were times that I felt that there was a millimeter between me and death. Hanemar bedovid, which is written about Dovod HaMelech, which the Zohar HaKadosh expounds on. Hainu, how does the sitrachra, how do the forces of Tumah attach themselves to a person when the person doesn't believe, when the person doesn't believe in Hashem, denial of Hashem? Because we know the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, is called idol, the other Hashem, like the other side. It's brought that Kel Acher is Bigimatria Amolik, Amolik, who is the epitome of evil. V'chol hakfirois nimshochen machmas hachochmois. And now, Rav Nosson all kinds of denial of Hashem, all of those people who don't believe in Hashem, they don't be, it's all coming from chachmois, from thinking that they know. Machmas shenidme lehoodom shekvar hu chachom, the person thinks that they're already intelligent and smart, 
And therefore, everything has to make sense to me. I have to be able to rationalize everything. I have to be able to see it and to understand it. And if I don't understand it, then it doesn't exist. And the person wants that all the questions that they have about Hashem should be answered, right? They should be given answers right away. Or all the questions that they have about Sadiqim, about Moshe Rabbeinu, about Avram Avinu, they want to understand everything right away. And it's because of this type of smartiness the person ends up falling very far down because a person cannot have all the answers up front, cannot understand everything right away. Come on, a child wants to pick up a child, a four-year, three-year-old kid wants to pick up a book and start reading it. And they look at it and they're, they're looking and looking and looking and, and they can't read and they say, this is stupid. Whoever, whoever made this is an idiot. I, I, I don't understand anything. Of course you don't understand. You have to learn the alphabet first. First you have to learn the alphabet. Then you have to learn words. Then you have to learn sen- And then you could understand it. Just because you're picking it up and you can't make sense out of it now doesn't mean it's stupid. It means you're stupid. You, you, don't, have, you don't have the knowledge yet. As Rabbeinazal writes, Shehachachmois mapilen ma'oidesa'odam That chachmois intelligence very often causes people to fall to very low places. We give the example of the Germans, Yamach Shemon. So smart, best machinery, best everything. Look where their smartness got them. They were able to behave in a way that animal, an animal won't do such an ugly thing. An animal won't kill for no reason, with no real justification. An animal kills for food. Here, people will kill millions of people for no justification, nothing, nothing. And as the Pasuk says in Yeshayah, your smartness and your knowledge, that's your rebellion. That's what leads you to rebel against Hashem and to rebel against the proper way of life. They think they're smart. They think they know everything. People think that without religion, you don't need religion. is for people who can't make it in the real world. People who can't make, be success in the real world so they have a crutch called religion. That's what they think. They think that that's smart. Smart means if I know how to make a product and I can make millions of dollars, I, I must be very smart. Really? There are people who can't sign their name. They don't know the alphabet, and they're multimillionaires. How do you get so rich? Because Hashem chose that. Hashem gave that person wealth. Hashem blessed the person. Or Hashem put the person in the right situation at the right time, and they were able to, to, to achieve wealth. Doesn't mean that, again, a person who achieves all of that wealth, I have a, an exa- a close friend whose father killed himself in his youth to make money, investment banking, working hardly, no time with the family, business, business, to build up a business, to major success, major wealth. Now the son, one of the sons goes into the business and kicks the father out of the business, pushes the father out of the business, and the father had a, had a little bit of a connection to Judaism, so he supported Jewish causes. He made money, he gave money charity to Jewish causes. 
The son has a much less of a connection to religion, so he supports the African Afros, the African Afros in Africa, all, all kinds of very important causes. Jewish Judaism, very little. And, and the father thinks at one point, what did I do all of this for? What, what did, what, was, was I really so, was this really the smartest thing to do? And therefore, the most important thing is in the beginning, in the beginning, when a person gets, when Hashem shows the person that light, put all your intelligentsia aside. And to go with pure faith to those first steps that a person makes towards Hashem, I don't understand, I don't know, but I'm going to try, I'm going to try it. I'm going to, we're not talking about blind faith here with no brains at all. The emuna has to be fed seichel. It has to be with brains, with honesty. And a person who's really solid in holy faith, the more that that person studies, the more that that person learns and gets to know more and more and understand more and more, their faith becomes stronger also. As all the Sforum write, that the epitome of knowledge is realizing how much you don't know. Those people who think they know everything usually discover that they don't know everything because really becoming knowledgeable is getting to, getting to realize and understand how little we know. There are some doctors that you speak to and they're honest and they tell you that I've been studying the eye. A, a person's been studying just the eye for years and so many books written about everything and they tell you that with all everything we know about it, there's so much we don't know. There's so much we don't understand and we don't know. I'm giving an example of a fraction of a fraction of, of one, of a human being, of the human body. Not the world. Take a look at the world around us. Is there anybody that understands how everything works? How trees, how a leaf on a tree, how this thing develops, how it exists, how it falls down in the fall and gets back up in the... So you're going to tell me that there isn't a divine power, there isn't something that's much bigger than anything we could ever imagine who created this world and who's operating this world. All the computers in the world haven't been able to create one ant, a little ant, a butterfly. They haven't been able to create a wing of a butterfly yet. So you're telling me that we know everything and, and religion is for, for, for people who can't make it in the real world? Well, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the real world is unreal. The real world is a comic book. It's a joke compared to the reality of Hashem, of, of the creator of the world, and that there's a real purpose to creation, that Hashem wanted us to be able to find Hashem, to discover Hashem, and, and to discover what our mission is in this world, that our mission is to become real human beings. What's a real... To emulate Hashem. The Torah defines, the Torah describes what Hashem is like, and, and, the, and, and our mission is to try to learn from all the good qualities of Hashem what we're supposed to be like, how we're supposed to grow. Any questions?
וזה בחינס מצו שהיא בהי. And now we'll understand why matzah is written with the letter hey, sheyesh cholol bein hadalit vahayud, which means there's a space, there's a separation between the two parts of the letter hey. The letter hey has a dalit and a yud. That little leg of the hey is like the letter yud. <coughs> and the Zohar Kodesh says this. The Zohar Kodesh says clearly that the letter hey is a com- combination of two letters, a dalit and a yud. That little leg is like a yud. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 49 in Likut Imran. Rabbi Nezal goes into this there and in other places. Ki hadalid hi bechinas emuna, bechinas malchus, shenik rani. Because as we explained in the previous shurim, the, the Zohar Kodesh says the letter dalid, dalit means poor, dalus means poverty. So the letter dalid represents emuna. Because emuna does, is in what I don't see, what I don't understand. That's why it's called poor. And, and the malchus, malchus which has nothing of its own, kingdom. Kingdom is not an attribute, it's not something the person has. Kingdom means that others accept my authority on them. That's what makes me king. <clears throat> so the dalid represents emuna, malchus, which is called oni, poor. Begin, as the Zohar Kodesh says, begin deleslo migarma klum. It has nothing of its own. Ki ein yodea shum yodea. Because faith means that I don't understand at all. Rak mishtoikek lashum yisborach be'emunah shleim alavad. I just, it's just that I have this yearning. I'm yearning for Hashem with faith. Ask me, do I understand Hashem? Do I know what Hashem? Do I know? I don't know, but I have a feeling. My soul, something inside of me, feels that there is this higher being. There is this Hashem, and I have a yearning. I, I want to connect to that. Now, we have to feed life into that emuna. To draw das knowledge into that emuna. That's what that letter Yud represents in the Dalit. And when you combine, when you put that Yud in the Dalit, it becomes the letter He. Because as the Zohar Kodesh says, the He starts out as a Dalit, and then it becomes, by inserting the Yud, it becomes a hey. What is Yud? Yud is Chachma, Yud is Seichel. Rashi in Chumash, on the Pasuk, Oz Yoshir Moshe of Nei Yisrael, Rashi quotes the Gemara, Yoshir means will sing. It should say Oz Shor Moshe, then Moshe Rabbeinu sang. Why does it say Yoshir? Rashi says Yud al Shem HaMachshava, that the Yud represents a thought into the future. So the letter Yud represents Chochma, Machshava. So again, the Dalit is Emuna, Emuna Malchus. Emuna is the beginning. You start with Emuna, but then you have to feed the Emuna. If you're going to try to go just with Emuna alone, you're going to fail. You have to feed it. You have to learn. You have to absorb knowledge, learn a little more and a little more and a little more about Hashem. Umuk, as is brought in the Zohar Kodesh, Umuk Abediv Rabbeinazal. And as Rabbeinazal elaborates on this a lot in chapter 49 in Likut Imran, 
כי היוד שבתוך ההי היא בחינס חוכמה, כידוע. Because that yud inside the hay represents chokhmah, as is known, as it says in the Zohar Kodesh, Parshas Vayikro. Hainu bechinas hamshochas hachokhmah vahadas letoicho emuna lahachyoi seswemuna. This is all about drawing knowledge and das into the emuna to infuse life, to give that emuna life. And again, this is the whole concept of Judaism, that Judaism is a combination of two things, emuna and das. But and either one without the other one can't work, cannot succeed. Ah, now come, but one question, why, why is there that space in between the yud and the dalet, the yud and the roof of the dalet? Aval tzorech lahaniach cholol upesach bein hadalet shubchinas emuna we have to leave a space, an opening between the two parts of the letter, to show what this is telling us is that even though the person has started learning, they're learning Chumash, they're learning Gemara, they're learning Halacha, they started putting that Yud inside the hay. I still know that I don't know. I'm still poor. I still realize I'm poor. Even though I learned 50 pages, 500 pages, I haven't forgotten that this is still a drop in the bucket. I'm still the little guy that I was before I knew the 500 pages. I don't become arrogant. I don't think I'm closing the gap with Hashem. He realizes and believes that I still don't know anything compared to what there is to know. I don't know anything yet. But just the opposite. Now, my faith is even stronger than it was when I started out. Because when I started out, I, I knew that there's something called spirituality, and I knew it's big, but I had no idea how big it is. Now that I started learning, I'm finding out that it's much, much bigger than what I thought before. It's much bigger. Alidei hasogas hadas shehisig. As a result of the knowledge that he acquired, that he achieved, that made him realize and understand more that we cannot understand Hashem. Hashem is so much bigger than anything we could imagine. And now I have to fortify myself with more emuna, I have to keep ratching up the faith, higher, more faith, and more faith, and more faith. The more I learn, <clears throat> the more I know, the more I realize how much I don't know. So what, what we're saying here is, as a result of all of this knowledge that I acquired, I don't close that opening. I don't close the emuna. I don't close the door on my faith. 
Because if I close it, if I connect that leg of the hay to the top, it becomes a ches, which is chametz. That opening becomes closed. And we learned earlier that the word chametz means chimutz, spoilage, fermenting of the brain. When my heart spoils, it gets messed up. What this is referring to is a person who, the, the, as a result of all the knowledge that they acquired, this person thinks that they know everything already. They're an authority. To the point where that person wants to rely only on their intellect. And they don't use faith at all anymore. They drop the faith element totally. That's what the letter Ches represents here. That we closed, we closed the entranceway to the Dalit. We close the entranceway, that door to Emuna. He thinks he's already, he knows everything already. And then the person's heart sours with denial of Hashem. And the person becomes totally distant from Hashem. Vahaklal, to summarize and clarify what we're saying here, Sheikar Hahevdal, Bain Hakidusha Vahasitrachra, Hurak Bemashahu Azois. The difference between holiness and the opposite is just that tiny little, tiny little thing, that tiny little opening in, in the hay. Dainu Mishetomid Nishar Oimedalemuna, a person who always retains their faith. No matter how smart he gets, no matter how much he learns, even if he learns Kabbalah and he learns the, the highest the highest level sciences. That's the side of holiness. And that person will be able to keep going higher and higher, learning new things all the time and to have their faith become stronger and stronger all the time. But the minute a person thinks that he's already smart, because he learned a certain piece of knowledge, and they put their faith aside, they drop the faith, that's the opposite of holiness. That's the other side. That's the chametz with the letter ches. Where that the entranceway to emuna, they've closed that door. I don't need faith anymore. Faith is for idiots. Faith is for people who don't know, who don't understand. I am, I'm not in the dark. Yeah, thousands of years ago when they didn't have technology, they didn't have all the knowledge we have today, so they had this faith. Avra, Avram Avinu, the, our forefathers, they, but we don't need faith today. We know everything today. 
and then that person loses their mind completely, and the person becomes a complete fool. He thinks he's succeeding. He has this, he has that, but he doesn't have happiness. We see that a lot of these people who... The stars, the stars in Hollywood, stars, the, the greatest successes in the world, either on drugs or in rehab, or dead, or divorced, or total destruction. Their lives are the ugliest, worst lives in the world. That's stardom, that's success. Because the real intellect, real, being really smart, is realizing how much you don't know. And for the person to fortify themselves constantly with stronger, becoming stronger and stronger in their faith. As we find Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon said, I said, I'm going to be smart, and I see it's still very far for me. This Pasuk is defining, you know what, you know what Chachma is? Chachma is a person who realizes it, that there's so much that they don't know. A person who knows that they don't know, that person is smart. A person who's a know-it-all. We know, again, you have kids sometimes. We see this especially with kids, that sometimes you have a kid who's 8 years old, 10 years old, a smart aleck-like, and you tell them to, no, I don't want to do it. What? Why? 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 I, why? Because I told you to do it. So what? I don't, why doesn't he want to do it? Because he doesn't understand. That child doesn't understand at that moment why they're supposed to do it. But to think that the one who's telling him to do it is 20 or 30 or 50 years older than them. And even though the kid feels smart <coughs> to know that he's 8 years old, and if he lives another 20 years, he's going to learn a lot of things that he doesn't know at 8 years old. But we, we see this in kids. And we see it in adults. We see it in adults who learn something. They learn something, whether it's doctors or businessmen, whoever it is, who acquire some knowledge, and, and they have all the answers. They're in a position to give advice to everybody else. They're in a position to tell everybody what to do and to call this one an idiot for being religious. That's stupidity. How, how do you know? Did you open a book? Did you, did you analyze it? Did you, did you check it out? You're ready to pass judgment on something without knowing what it is at all? As Rabbeinu writes about this in chapter 83 in the second half of Likud Imran, that, that, that the, real, the real Chachma is knowing, realizing that you don't know. And this is, what, this is the significance of the word matzah that has that hey, not the ches. Shehadalid, bechinas emuna, the dalid portion of the letter hey, which represents emuna, rochoik min hayud. It's not attached to the yud, it's apart from the yud. Shehu bechinas hasechel, the letter yud, which represents the sechel. Bechinas omarti echkema, vehi rochoikamimenu. Like Shlomo Melech said, I said I'm going to be smart, I have the yud but I see that it's still far from me. It's not, it's not attached yet. I haven't acquired it yet. 
ki hayud rechoyka min hadalid la'olam. In the letter hey, that yud portion stays disconnected, detached from the dalit permanently. Ki rako emuna mekabeles chius mehachachma shenichnesolatoycha mirochay. However, the emuna is receiving light from the from the chachma which it real which it sees from the distance. It realizes. I realize I don't know everything yet, but the more I learn, the more I learn, my faith gets even stronger. I realize I was right, that there is a Hashem, and Hashem really is big. And the more I learn, the more I realize He's even bigger than I thought He was yesterday. Yesterday I knew, yesterday I thought Hashem was a billionaire. Today I realize He's a trillionaire. The billionaire is a joke compared to what Hashem is. As it says in another pasuk, Meirochoik Hashem Nirali. Hashem, is, I, I see Hashem from the distance. I always realize that, that, that Hashem is still way, 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 way above me. Because as a result of the knowledge that the person acquired, their faith became even stronger. Because the main reason why we're learning, why we're trying to become smarter and smarter and smarter, is to strengthen our faith in Hashem. There's no such thing as a person learning so much that now I know, I don't have to believe, I know. In this world, there's, there's no such thing. We need to keep growing and growing. We know there's a, a famous story with Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Berdichev that he grew up in a community that was not, not close to Hasidus at all. And his father was a, a Talmud Chacham and he himself was very learned and at one point he decided to check out Hasidus and he went to the, the Baal Shem Tov was no longer alive, I believe, he went to his student, the Mizritcha Magid and he spent a year or two years by the Mizritcha Magid who opened his eyes to a whole new level of connection to Hashem. When he came back home, <clears throat> at one point his father wanted to tease him a little. So his father said to him, so tell me, Levi Yitzchak, you went to this rabbi, what did he teach you? So he said he taught me that there's a Hashem, that Hashem created the world and Hashem is it. So the father laughs, he chuckles, and he says to the maid, they had a maid in the house, he says to the maid, Sprinzer, who created the world? <clears throat> she said, Hashem, of course. So now he looks at his son, so as if you're both the same. So Rabbi Levi Yitzchak answered, she's saying it, I know it. She's saying it, I know it. Meaning, again, <clears throat> that as a result of the knowledge that he acquired, she's saying it on her level, she believes. <clears throat> I'm saying it, I've learned thousands of times more than her to the extent where compared to her, I can say I know it. And again, you read his forum, you read, you read the Kedusha Slavi, you see he knew that he didn't know. With all that, he knew, he knew that Hashem is way, way above anything we could ever conceive. There's no concept in the world, you know. But again, we try to learn more and more in order to increase our faith more and more. We never let go of the faith. Because again, the Gemara says that, that the different tzaddikim tried to shrink the Torah to its most basic principles. 
One got it down to 11, one got it down to 6, and then the Gemara says, Bo Chavako Kanovi Vehemidon Alachas. Chavak Kanovi came along and said, I can, su- I can summarize the whole religion in one word. V'tzadik be'emunaso yichya. A tzadik lives with his faith. That's the most important thing. But note, be'emunaso yichya. He puts chiyas into the emuna. He's feeding chiyas. How? He's learning. Every day he's learning more and more in order to believe better and better that my faith should become stronger and stronger. Not that I think I'm going to have the answers to all my questions. I know there are certain questions that cannot be answered in this world. And there are certain questions that even in the next world people don't have answers to. But we're growing all the time. And the mission statement is to keep achieving higher and higher levels of faith in Hashem. Now in the next piece, Rav Nosson Zal is going to explain why we break the matzah. One of the major, major <coughs> events at the Seder night is the breaking of the matzah. And, and the Arizal explains that we break the matzah into the shape of a letter hey. Many people don't know that. The Gemara mentions we break it into a larger piece and a smaller piece. But the Arizal and the Zohar Kodesh reveal that we try to break it into the shape of a hey. And Rav Nosson Zal is going to explain how that ties into what we're learning here. If bread is brain food and matzah is super brain food, what's a sufganiyah? <laughs> a sufganiyah is a hydrogen and a nitrogen and, and, and nitroglycerin and a, and a uh, nuclear bomb. And it's the kind of thing that less is more. A little, a little is okay and too much dangerous. to eat healthy foods. And, and especially the foods that go together with, with the, the holidays, matzah on Pesach, dairy on, 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 on Shavuos, and there is a custom also to have a dairy meal on Hanukkah to remember the fact that Yehudis, the great Sadekis Yehudis, was able to, to kill the leader of the Greeks, at that, one, one of the leading generals of the Greeks, by giving him dairy and wine together to make him tired, to be able to kill him. That our eating should be Achila Digdusha. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Happy Hanukkah. Should be Zerchet to the Gula Shlema. Amen. 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 All the best.